This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get a bonus episode of me, and Maureen, talking about stuff. If you are a five or $10 a month backer, uh, in addition if you are a $10 a month backer, you not only get access to all of that stuff, you also get a new and unique and kick-ass sticker mailed to you every month as a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Patreon.com slash Says Who. I danced the whole time Dan was talking, and he, he didn't pay any attention to I was it. unflappable largely because your video is actually blocked by my microphone what? arm. I mean, I could I could see that there was movement, but it was Man, not dominating I, my vision. I have the nice camera on. I know. I know you do. I can see you. But especially if I'm looking at our notes, you're very much blocked by the arm of my mic. All right. Hey, listen, everybody, books. And on that note, MaureenJohnsonBooks.com is my website. It has gone fallow for most of 2020 because I wrote three books, but just could not get things together. <laughs> to update that goddamn site. Also, nothing was going on. It was just one of those things that feels super hard and is much more complicated than it needs to be. Well, it is fully updated. It's got information on Hello Cruel Heart. It's got information on the box in the woods. It's got upcoming virtual appearance information. It's got information about how you can win a video call with me or some signed books. Like, it's all up there. It's all up there. And I am... So psyched because it feels like it took 20 years off my life, but it's done. MaureenJohnsonBooks.com. Just if you go and look at it, it'll make it feel like it was all worth it. That is very, very exciting. You should feel accomplished. I honestly feel it also was warmer today. So when I finally was like, it's done, everything kind of went whoop. Like I had, I was like, like I felt like I suddenly had tap shoes on me. You're a winner. I Dan, the way you said you're a winner. I, I come on. You're a winner. Okay, no, it's already done. Damn it, you're a winner. God damn it, Dan. You too can be a winner by going to merch.sayswhopodcast.com and buying stuff, because that in this country is how we define a winner. If you would like stuff or things from us, we have it for you at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. All right, Maureen, I am ready for today's episode. I want to talk about the coat. Whoa. Hey. Hey. Amy Carter's shoe. That's right. What are you doing here? I'm your co-host today. What? Oh, no. Hi. Hi. How's it going? I mean, it's fine. It's going good. It's going yeah. fine. How you know, are you, Amy you know, Carter's shoe? You know why it's going good? Why? It's because of my man. He, yeah, he's he's doing pretty good, yeah. Amy Carter's shoe. I gotta say. Yeah. Between the ramp up of the COVID vaccine, yeah. COVID relief bill coming through, your man's uh, your man stepped up. I found hey, oh, my man's always stepping up. You know what I mean? Um, Way no. up. He's always stepping mm. up, 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 up. Uppity, up, up, up. There's only one way my man goes, and that's up. Oof. Because when he's hanging low, 
He's hanging low. I found a new way to get around the house. What? How? I met the dogs. They carry oh. me around. That's that's smart. There are a lot of them now. How many dogs are there, Amy Carter Shoe? Well, they made two of the dogs go back to Delaware, which is going to oh, be a they? problem. Yeah, one of the dogs bit somebody, so they made him go back to Delaware today. Oh, no. So it's going to be a real problem for me. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I don't have a plan B. Wait, are you... So right now I'm out under a bush. That's why you hear all the traffic outside. Oh, no. Oh. I got to figure out a way back out in the house. Tried to bury me. I don't mean to laugh, but wait, he, the dog bit someone and they yeah. sent it back to Delaware? Yeah, they got to live in the Delaware house because they bit someone. Oh, no. I think oh, it was no. major. Oh, no. Yeah. I was behind on my Biden dogs. But Dan, I got to figure out a way back out in the house. Yeah, That's... you're really in a, you're in a, you're in a I'm bind some here. Shrubs. Man. You got to come help me. I can't get in to the compound. Ah, uh, you can if you tried. He lets anybody in. I, I don't think that's true. You just got to go up and say, knock, knock, I'm here to see the man. He lets you in, and he gives Re- you a high five. Really? Well, try it. Uh, I mean, it's Jump a long... The wall. It, oh, that seems like... Jump I don't think you're... I think that you're not get giving me, me the best... I'm, you're not giving me the right get advice. Get me out of the bush. That's something you'll never hear my man say. <laughs> oh, 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 threw up in my mouth a little bit. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast. It's not a podcast. What the fuck was that? It's a cope. It's a coping strategy. Uh-huh. I'm Dan Sinker. I'm trying, I'm trying stuff out, Dan. I'm Maureen You got Johnson. some real loose cannon energy today. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to see something? I'm going to hold something I up don't to know. I'm going to hold something up to the uh, to the camera. Okay. Oh, you, you painted your nails. No, Dan. Nice. Oh. I didn't paint my nails, and that's what's so magical. What? I, I haven't had a manicure or anything, obviously, since COVID started. Um, I used to always get manicures for when I would travel or do events and it always made me feel like a little bit more of a person. And yeah. it also made me like writing more cause my nail, like my hands didn't look like little gnarled things. Like it makes me feel a little bit more, I don't know, together. Okay. It just makes me feel better about typing sometimes. It's so weird, but, um, I found, I finally succumbed to a Facebook ad. <laughs> oh no. I know, but this one actually worked out. Um, it's a, there's a couple companies that do this now where you take photographs of your nails what? and they custom print and it's cheap too. Um, they just are stick on manicures and they just print them. They just take the scan, the, the photograph of your nails. And when you get them, they come in a little tiny envelope and they fit your nails. And they're basically just very fancy stickers. Can you choose anything to put on them? No, but they have hundreds of patterns and colors and um, like nail art. So you can get wow. solids like this, but you can get all, they have all kinds of designers. Like last month, they just did um, black designers. So yeah. they, they had a feature for that. Like then they have different features for different months. 
And so they'll feature different artists at different times. So you can get, I have one nail art one and I got one plain one. And I was like, I'll just try it and see how it goes. And it was so easy and they just fit on your nails and they look like they're just basically very fancy stickers. They're not, they're not stick on nails. They're actually kind of these very thin gel stickers. That is awesome. And when you're done, you, you pull them off and um, that's it. And then you can put new ones on. Man, there you go. And it costs about as like, I think they were 17 bucks, which is pretty good. Yeah. And they come in and they're vegan and they come in like a fully um, recyclable envelope. And they're all, it's little, it's like a little thing. And I, I just tried it and I put them on yesterday and I'm like, I just feel better. That's awesome. It's just 17 bucks to feel better. Yeah, like a little something. It's like, ah, I remember kind of grooming. Yeah, remember being vaguely human. Yeah, kind of get putting on makeup sometimes, getting a little more dressed up. It just yeah, yeah. Had a, it was a little boost. That. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah, it's called it's called Manime. M-A-N-I-M-E. If anyone's like, I would like to try a thing where you put stickers on your fingers. And they definitely look like you've just painted your nails. That's pretty cool. wild. Certainly from the video camera, and indistinguishable. Yeah, and in person too. They just look like, just looks like you got a manicure. You're set. It's pretty cool. And they're very hard. They don't really chip as far as I can tell. Okay. They might peel at the edges a little bit, but nails, right. like you ding at something, you're like, well, I touched a key and that's done. Yeah. This is a little more uh, resistant. That's awesome. That's been my commercial for our new sponsor, Manny Me, I guess. I don't know. I'm just saying I liked it. You're set. Pretty good. And you feel human, it, halfway human. It feels a little spring-like. You know, obviously we're coming up on the one-year anniversary, so it just feels like, hey, I'm sprucing myself up a little. I like it. I like it. Speaking of spring-like, Maureen, it is 61 degrees here right Same. now. Same here. It is wonderful. I went outside in this tank top and nothing else. Well, I had pants on, but like no yeah, jacket or coat or anything. Yeah, it's awesome out. It is awesome out. I have spent uh, the entire morning refreshing the Walgreens web page <laughs> in the hopes of getting Janice a vaccine appointment. And? We haven't yet. We've right. gotten many times now, <laughs> have gotten to the point where you get to choose a location and a time, and then it will tell you, oh, you can't make the second appointment, so you can't get anything. It's a little, uh, the site was down for most of the day. Let me tell you, uh, let me just take you on a vaccine journey. All right. So Janice is now, um, uh, uh, she is now in the group of people in Illinois that qualify for the vaccine because she had cancer. And so that is one of the, one of the qualifying things now, uh, in what they named one B plus because all of the fake number ones were not annoying enough. They had to jam one in between one B and one C one B plus. Uh, so one B plus, and they announced last week, the United Center, which is where the Bulls, Chicago Bulls basketball team plays, uh, was being converted into a super site. And it was going to be uh, for anyone in Illinois, 65 and up uh, was the first tranche of signups. And at 4 p.m. this Sunday, it would be available for anyone, including 1B+. 1B+, has just not been available anywhere. Um, 
And so we were like, sweet, we're doing this. And so last Sunday, we uh, got as many computers as we had in the house and got them all set up for the shitty sign up website, which then went down. And uh, we were searching and refreshing. And it at one point in a Twitter search for if this site was down, I surfaced a single reporter saying less than one hour before the United Center site went on uh, online at 4 p.m. Sunday, they changed the requirements for what you could how you qualify for that site. So uh, then suddenly, like we're trying to process that, like, wait, do we not do you not qualify anymore? What's going on? And then suddenly she gets the appointments open up again and she's able to get one signed up. But we have no sense of whether or not and it's in like two and a half weeks so we have mm-hmm. no sense of whether or not that is going to be taken away mm-hmm. because uh there was no like we didn't misconstrue in the sign up like we answered the questions honestly in the sign up so, so we don't know if they're like well it anyway point being we're now trying to get one that we can feel more confident about which walgreens now in our area is doing one B plus. And so uh, we went to sign up for that. And then the entire Walgreens site went down. You couldn't log in for hours on Walgreens. And now we have, and now it's like whack-a-mole to get a location. They will, they will send you through to a location. You will choose a time and then they will tell you, Oh, we can't get the second dose uh, scheduled. So you've lost your time and then you'll go again and then there won't be anything. And they change, they add new times every hour. So it's like, it's like some kind of fucking weird ass hunger games situation (laughs) basically. But that's been my whole morning. Just refresh, refresh. But she's going to get one. She is going to get one. And, uh, and even maybe they won't take away the other one. There's a little bit of weird mixed messaging. They, they have said like, if you're 65 and up, you will absolutely get your appointment. But they sort of have not acknowledged the fact that they literally told everyone one like it's a weird gaslighting right. situation with that with that. So it's unclear. She has yet to get an email taking that one away. So potentially two and a half weeks, she will get that one. But it seems like she may be able to get one sooner, in which case she can officially relinquish that one. And then that goes to to someone else. But um. It's something. It is something. I had a realization today as the site was crashed and I was like trying to to refresh it. And uh, she was on the other side of the table. And I thought, imagine if this was happening during the second Trump administration. <laughs> like this is chaos and they are doing an incredibly good job of it. And like. What if it was just chaos throughout? And then I had a flash to remember back to low a little bit more than a year ago when every state was bidding against every other state for personal protective equipment for their healthcare people. And I realized that's what it would be. We would just, every state would be bidding for vaccine vials. You know, I have Trump loving relative um, stirred from their Trump stupor the other day to make a series of proclamations. Oh no. According to Trump loving relative, we have the vaccine because of Trump okay. entirely. Hmm. Um, I don't really know how that works, 
but the faith is real. I saw an amazing video, a TikTok the other day with a Trump supporter. It was being passed around. I just, I watched it because it was short and it was sort of auto playing on Twitter. Uh And it was really fascinating because this woman was just, she just looked like every white grandma. Okay. Like maybe 60s, early 70s, maybe. Yeah. Like, you're all so stupid. The stupidest people. Everyone knows Biden isn't in office. That's a TV set. That's a studio. He's not really in charge. I can't believe all the you idiots really think this is really happening. And she just went mm-hmm. on and on about how Biden was faking being a president out of a television studio. And um, down, something like that makes you kind of rock back on your heels and think for a moment. And um, if it was one person, and that yeah. is that is one person, but there's more than one person that kind of has this residual faith. Like the leader is in hiding. Yeah. It's like when cult leaders uh, have to flee the country, but for, for various legal reasons, but the, there's still a group of people like our leader has, has fled to a volcano <laughs> fortress, but we we're still holding, we're holding the fort for him. Well, it's, you know, we just passed, yet another deadline that the true believers believed Trump would ascend and take his rightful place mm-hmm. in, in presidency on the 4th of, of, uh, of March. Why was and the 4th it, of March? Uh, there was some uh, arcane thing that basically there has not actually been a real president since like reconstruction and that he would actually be the 19th president. And that, mm, that I right. believe was the original date of inauguration day or something to that effect. And I so he I would, he would like do it that. then. And it did remind me of back. I feel like when I was in high school, which would have been when you were in high school too, was a real sweet spot for um, religious death cults where you had like sure. the Branch Davidians, you had the Heaven's Gate people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so much of that was like, the world is going to end on this date. And then that date would pass. And then be like, well, hold on. I just recalculated. And now it's this day. Every, it, every death cult does that. They recalculate the yeah. date. And it does feel like we are in some some rendition of that. Oh, it's it's not. Su- it's it's that behavior. Exactly. Yeah. Dan, all of my free time is spent thinking about and, and researching cults and has been since I was a child. And the, this behavior of the death cult recalculating the date is the move. Yeah. Uh, and the supporters tend to double down. They'll lose yeah. a couple, but the, the, but the real ones, like they'll hang. They'll be like, nope, only we get this. Real heads get it. And if you see our math over here on this board... We'll see how we've all worked this out. Yeah. Uh, usually they're Bible-based cults, so they have to try right. to calculate the age of the Bible and biblical math. Yeah, you know. Um, so they'll be like, well, you know, or if it's like a Stargate kind of a thing, they're like, well, we've 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 been charting the planetary positions and we figured out this is where the asteroid or the spaceship is. Or in the case of the of Charles Manson, you know, I've been reading the messages into the Beatles White Album and I figured out what it is we're supposed to do based on these coded messages. Sure. It's good stuff. It is good stuff, Dan. But I see, I want to ask you one thing, Dan. 
Okay. Um, did you watch the Meghan and Harry interview? I did not. I assumed it was no. Well, it also because it was uh, it was up against a wrestling pay per view where there was an exploding barbed wire death match, and I was not going to miss that. No, and nor should you. Yeah, I did watch it, much to my surprise. I didn't okay. think I wanted to watch it. I'm not that interested in the Royals, but I was like, this is pretty culturally, like this is a cultural touchstone, and I feel like I should watch it. Oscar is English and hate stuff about the like he's just so deeply uninterested yeah i kept chasing around going no you want to watch it he's like no no get away it's trying to run and well you sound like you were about to ask a question i was about to ask you a question which is i have a theory that you are talking into the side of your microphone can you just take the fluff off real quick how about now yeah. <laughs> you guys, this is embarrassing. No, it's not. This is great. <sighs> we I sat down to edit this weekend's Town Watch. And I was like, why does Maureen sound so far away from her microphone? Like, I swear it said it was the right mic. Everyone, this is more information than you need. But we use a service. And when you hook into that service, sometimes it defaults to your computer mic instead of the actual mic and all of that kind of thing. And I, uh, and I was trying to figure it out. And this whole time you've been talking and I've been, st- I've been staring at the microphone and I finally realized I shouldn't be seeing the cable sticking the way it's was sticking. You know what? No, it's great. It's so good. Cause now you sound amazing. All right. Now I am, you have my full attention. I am ready to hear about the Royals. Well, their microphones were on right. Yeah. Well, it I mean, was a very interesting interview, Dan. I've seen, I feel like I've lived it via yeah, being a person it's... that exists on the internet. Yeah. But I'm excited as you being a, 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 a British via marriage puts you in the royal lineage, I believe, yeah. somewhere. I'm pretty far down, but I'm in it. Yeah. And um, your thoughts. Well, it's pretty damning, to say the least. Yeah. Um, the two big kind of moments where the top of your head will come off. The first one was when Meghan Markle said that um, she had been in real danger of taking her own life because Jesus. of the, um, because of all that was going on with yeah. the press and and the vitriol and the racism and the sort of unrelenting. Yeah. stories that were out about her that weren't even true. And um, she kept kind of asking for help. Yeah. They went to their press office and said, can you do something about the stories that aren't true? And they're like, yeah, nothing we can do. And, um, and eventually her, her mental health got so bad that she said, I need help. I need medical help now. Jesus and they Christ. said, well, that would look bad if you got it. So you can't have it. Fuck off no and she's so she's like no this is not a drill like i i need i i'm in danger and they said it's just not good for us it's not a good look so so she's so desperate she goes to the hr department of the of the palace (laughs) oh i didn't have it didn't even occur to me that they would have it but of course they would yeah because they have a staff and so she goes to the hr department and says i need help and 
they said, we can see that we're really sorry, but you're not an employee. Like there's nothing we can do. So she tells Harry how bad it is. And they had an event that night and he said, well, you, you, you shouldn't go to this. It's too much pressure for you. And she says, I have to go because I'm afraid of what will happen if I'm left alone. Wow. That's how bad it was. And she went. Um, but clearly, they, they blocked her from getting critical mental health help. Yeah. And apparently what happened was as soon as Harry found this out, he was like, I'm going to f- get you the fuck out of here. <laughs> Seems to be the long and the short of it. And one of the, she was pregnant at the time. And one of the things that was happening was somebody in the family, and it's only known that it wasn't the queen or Prince Philip, at least one, but it sounds like more than one person asked that their big concern was, well, what color will the baby's skin be? Oh, boy. So, at the, and the, it just sounds like they were basically begging for help and assistance. Jesus. So eventually when it, they realized, he was like, we've got to get you out of here. We've got to get you to a safer place. And so when they leave, then the palace pulls all their security, all their stuff. Like, uh, there's a whole thing about Archie not getting a title. That that's all part and parcel of this. It sounds very complicated, but um, but they pulled all the security funding, so that left them as an open target because everybody knew where they were. Sure, she was getting all this hate, and now they have no security. Yeah. So he used some money that Diana left him. But basically, they were like, we don't have any money to to pay for the security that we need by nature of me being born this way and also the baby and you. So they end up living in Tyler Perry's house. Sure. You know, that happens. And Tyler Perry gives them security. Like, pays for it all. Yeah. Unexpected cameo from Tyler Perry, who ends up being the hero of the piece. I hope he did it dressed as Medea. I mean, who knows? But this guy came in like a hero and helped them out and gave them a place to live until they were established and paid for security. Wow. It's a weird story. That is a weird story. I had not heard the Tyler Perry part. Yeah. Tyler Perry helped them out for several months. Gave like literally gave them a house to live in and paid for their security. So good on Tyler Perry. And, um, but yeah, that's how, that's how fucked it is. They were basically like, Oh, well this happens to all of us. You just have to grin and bear it. Like you just have to suck it up. That is wild. Except it doesn't happen to all of them because there was a giant race-related element to all of this. And she was she right. was specifically the target of some very racist. There was a there's an element to it where she is also American. Right. So, you know, she was getting a lot of very special level of hate. But what's fascinating in a horrible and hideous way is. What happens to a woman of color when she's like, tries to say what's happening. Right. And that she needs help. Yeah. Right before we recorded, the queen issued a statement. It's very short. uh, That basically said, we're sorry to hear, you know, it's it's sort of a, we're sorry to hear you felt that way. Yeah. What's also a fascinating thing that came out, because it looked like Harry came out like he was done. I think everyone's like, Megan's going to say all this stuff. She was very circumspect. Harry came out and he had that look on his face of someone who's like, I'm fucking done with these people. I fuck them all. Like, I'm going to tell you the business. And he reveals something that's culturally interesting as well, as he actually admits that the palace is afraid 
of the tabloids. Sure. And works in yeah. tandem with them. Yeah. Because Oprah that makes was sense. like, she's the queen. What the fuck does she care? And he's like, no, no, you have to understand they're terrified of the tabloids. And that's wow. a symbiotic relationship. And right. they do everything in their power to keep the tabloids on their side. And they're that's very wild. much in the tabloids thrall. Right. So all the power of the the monarchy just sort of just went poof out the window a little bit. That you is wild. They're largely just afraid of what the Daily Mail is saying. Speaking of things that we're afraid of, I believe this entire discussion was to avoid the next thing in our notes, which I will read verbatim. Another thing I reads, saw on TV this week, Dan. Yeah. All right, go on. Reads. Ha, 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 with two A's. Go this is in yourself. all caps. Uh-huh. Andrew Yang is totally going to be your mayor. Yes, I know. We're all going to be in the Yang gang. <laughs> Maureen Johnson. Emerson polling along with uh, various New York uh, news sites just released the Democratic mayoral primary poll. When is the primary? Feb today. I don't fucking know, Dan. I don't know when anything is. And leading the poll, and not by a little, but by a lot, is Andrew Yang. Sure. At 32%. The next person down the list is at 19%. Who is the next person down the list? Adams, it says. Who is that even? I don't, don't know. know. Sure, why not, Dan? I'll take, you know what? I'll take him over de Blasio. <laughs> well, that's because he's going to move into your governor's office, right? How dare you? This is the thing that I don't understand, Maureen. Mm-hmm. Why is New York City 100% clown mayors? <laughs> Like, as far back as I can remember, you all have had a clown as a mayor. Yeah. Even, like, way back. Way, way back. Or go back to the 20s, and it was, like, guys that were openly doing business with mobsters and getting drunk all afternoon. Was it Jimmy Walker? It is. It's like it's a requirement. Yeah. Like, who's who's the most qualified is... An equivalent of saying who's the biggest clown. Well, there's, I think, a long history of bad mayors in a lot of cities. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chicago, notwithstanding, we have had some bad, bad mayors, but none of them are really clowns. Like, oh, was there one named Mayor Emanuel? There was. He was a bad mayor. We have a lot of, um, we elect bosses, right? Mm-hmm. Like, literally, the uh, Mike Royko's. Uh, biography of the first of our two mayor dailies is literally called boss. Like that's who we elect. We elect bosses. You all elect clowns. Look, Dan, it's a big city and uh, we like a show. The exciting thing is one part of Andrew Yang's platform is that he's going to bring TikTok hype houses to, uh, to New York. So I got to go have fun, Dan, have fun. What the fuck is a TikTok hype house? Oh, Maureen Johnson. I feel like I can sort of guess, but I want to know the specifics. Uh, it is 
collectives essentially yeah. of TikTok TikTokers, yeah, influencers who yeah. all live together. Yep. Uh, the weirdest thing is that often at this point, the houses are purchased not by them, but by people that are investing in them. So it's, and I believe that there's actually a Chinese company that owns a bunch of TikTok hype houses in the LA area that is actually uh, traded on the stock exchange. You know what? Why not? Let's do this. Let's, yeah. It's, it's going to be all Bitcoin and TikTok. Yeah. There's a point in that conversation where I realize I'm just essentially relaying half a dozen William Gibson novel uh, right. subplots. Right. But uh, that is that is one of his big uh, one of his big promises is to bring the creative economy of TikTok hype houses to New York City. You're just blinking at me. They can't see that. Anyway, Maureen Johnson, I want to talk about the I'm COVID. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm moving, I'm moving the topic. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Oh, you, you know who's going to run for mayor of Chicago? Who? Tom Steyer. I don't think so. I'm just putting it out there, Dan. I mean, How we'll have like some it? other dumbass that runs for mayor here. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but uh, but they won't be a clown. You know what, though? Oh, it's, like it's be, it doesn't bother me that much because I come from Philadelphia where the most evil people run for mayor. <laughs> like, you've got to be a genuine monster in many ways, at least historically, to be the mayor of Philadelphia. <laughs> anyway, I want to move past your mayor. I want to talk about this COVID relief bill, Maureen Johnson, because I am downright goddamn excited about it. Okay. I will be fully and completely honest there. It is an amazing bill that I think a lot of people haven't paid. As soon as the minimum wage got stripped out of it, I think a lot of people were like, well, fuck this. But um, holy shit, this bill is wild. Yeah, the, the minimum wage thing was a was a gut punch. It was a gut punch. It was also a real long shot to begin with because this bill is not being passed the normal way. It's being passed through budget reconciliation. And everyone kind of said like getting minimum wage into a budget reconciliation bill is a is a hard, right. hard one. And that's where it ended up getting stripped out was by the people that set the rules. And then they were like, well, you we should fight the rules. And it's like, well, OK, but also. Uh, they needed to get the rest done. And the rest is pretty amazing. Like, all right, so most of us are getting money, which is cool. 1400 bucks, 300 bucks a week to unemployment. The whole thing, the whole time bomb in this, the reason why they had to do it was that unemployment was going to expire next week. Mm -hmm. The benefits that were added, uh, the extension of benefits that were added to the real paltry bill in December uh, were going to expire next week. And then suddenly a whole lot of people are real fucked. Uh, those are now extended all the way to September. But then there's just like wild ass shit in there. Like snuck in, they are going to our tax credits and direct payments. It is going to cut child poverty in half. Most people say uh, it's going to increase the whole kind of child tax credit amount 
It's going to close the loophole that made it so the people that actually need that money the most weren't getting it because they weren't paying taxes. So that is awesome. Uh, And then the wildest ass thing is that they are actually going to start sending that money out instead of, you know, writing it off your taxes as a credit at the end. Uh, Basically, they are full on yang ganging their way into a universal income for people with kids. All right. All right, I do feel a little bit better. Yeah, like it's it's real money. It's like three or four grand per kid. Like it's wildness. So, so you'll get a tax credit of three to four thousand dollars per child. Per child. And they're gonna actually start, I think it's by mid year, they're gonna start sending it out ahead of time. Like it's not gonna be a tax, it's basically gonna be like, here's your kid money. Oh. Which is amazing. They are going to finally make real changes on how Obamacare subsidies are calculated. So suddenly it's going to be more affordable the way it was supposed to be to begin with. Like one of the things that I didn't realize and I fucking use Obamacare is um, it was supposed to the subsidies were supposed to be recalculated every two years. I think it was. Um, And the Republicans have stop that and so now they're doing this sort of like big recalculation which is going to dramatically apparently reduce uh reduce the subsidies especially if you are uh in lower income brackets uh both that childcare thing and the obamacare subsidies are only for one year which is again because the reconciliation thing but it feels real hard to imagine going back on that right And in fact, I would guess part of the reason why Republicans, no one voted for this is they know. Once it's in, you can't get it out. Yeah. Like, how the fuck are you taking money for kids away? How can they go back to the farm once they've seen Paris? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, In addition to that, there's like hundred plus billion dollars for schools to reopen 350 billion dollars are going to states and cities and tribal governments all of which are fucking broke and have been begging for money for like nine months and are finally going to get it there's i think 25 billion dollars is going to the restaurant industry to help bail them out and another billion plus is going to music venues it's like it is a fucking wild bill if you actually All right. Dig into it. It it is. I mean, it is easily the most progressive piece of legislation that has passed in years and years and years and years. Like it's wildness. I like all the words coming out of your mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect. Right. By no means is it perfect. By no means does it get anywhere where we would like to go. But the reality is we got somewhere. It gets us a lot further than where we've been. We have a government right now where half of the government is actually just they aren't interested in governing. Right. All they want to do is clown. And so the other half has to do the governing part. And the governing part is always like, well, I don't want that, but I do want that. All right. So we'll meet somewhere around here. Right. But now it's like only half of the fucking government is doing that like horse trading. And so they are the ones that everyone just gets mad at. It's a real winner for the clown side. Because everyone just is pissed at Democrats. Republicans get to be pissed at Democrats. And then they get to fucking reap the benefit in two years. Dan, I don't. I almost never think about Trump. Isn't it nice? 
I realized it today when I was, I opened the window and I took it because it's warm and I took a nice breath of air. Yeah. And I realized that there was something clearer in my head. Yeah. Because I was kind of thinking about this time last year and I was like, what is this kind of weird, this little bit of clarity I'm feeling? And I realized that partially is that that section of my brain devoted to that dude, not the issues, but that dude in particular, Mm -hmm. like is out of business. Yeah. Largely. This is our first Trumpless summer in five years. Because he started running at the beginning of summer 15. Well, don't worry, Dan, because he's coming back in 2024. Yeah, but that's in, we can, we got this summer. I mean, not that we can do much this summer, but we've got it. I can breathe warm air without him fucking stinking it up. And, uh... Man, it's going to be summer soon. In a couple it, days, the day the clocks will jump ahead. My favorite day of the year. Spring forward. I love it. It's my favorite, Dan. I have an app on my phone. I'm going to show it to you because you can see it. You guys, Dan will it, just verify this is real. It's called Sunrise Time. She's so, showing it to me right now. And I'm it, seeing a picture every, of a sun. Every day yep. of the year, it tells you exactly when. Oh, look at when. that. Yep, 6.16 a.m. Right. And it goes down at 5.56 p.m. today. But as of the see, I'm just the 13th, 14th. It's, yeah. So as of the 14th, it'll be 7 o'clock. So on the 13th, sundown is 6 p.m. It's actually a little bit later than that because you get sunlight past that because I track it on my watch every day and make a note in my notebook because that's how much it means to me. Wow. Yeah. I, I really count on those long days. You don't fuck around. It means a tremendous amount to me. Yeah, I get it. I, I sort of run on sunlight. It's when I went to, remember when I went to Costa Rica and I came back and I was all, ah. yeah, you were just, you, you were a different person for a I little genu- bit. I genuinely felt like I had a, a, a healing experience where nature and sunlight did their job and just getting to see the water and be in the sun. I was like, oh, it cured me. Yeah. So, you know, we're in such a different place than we were last March. We are. We were marching into it last year. We were going in and we didn't know how we were going to get out. This time last year was the last, the last of the the moments. I think it was actually exactly one year ago today was I made a grocery store run that, uh, that ended up being the last one. It was a real like buy provisions Mm -hmm. and it was in like this long ass line. To, and then it was like, oh, we're all, we all see this coming up on us now. I spent those five days from that last weekend when I flew back up until everything closed on the 13th. I spent all day for five days going out and doing things. Yeah. Because I knew, I was like, I don't know when, I, I didn't know how bad it was going to be, but I was like, I don't know when again I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah. So I dipped into every store. I was like, I bought all kinds of stuff that I realized I pick up every day now and go, Last year, me realized <laughs> that she would need this for a year. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. I There have been multiple times where I'm like, thanks, us in March. Yeah. You know, like a bunch of things that, that I kind of laughingly panic bought. That said, I have not opened either of the tins of sardines that I bought then. Right. I tried some of that powdered milk the other day. <laughs> yeah. Real gross. Yeah, I would imagine. It's so disgusting. 
And I don't know when it goes bad or if it goes bad. I don't know anything about it. I just know it was super gross. And I've got a bag of loose milk. You know. It's just a loose, floppy, plastic bag of milk. Tastes like ass. Tried to make a cup and put some in, in Oscar's coffee, and I put it in. It was so gross. And I was like, taste this. He's like, no. I'm like, taste this gross <laughs> bag of milk coffee. Just imagining I made for you. sort of like wet white clumps floating in the coffee. You're not wrong. I did yeah. try to kind of sieve them out, but they couldn't. There oh, were still these little like cotton. It was like gross. it was like cotton cottage cheese in oh, coffee. Oh no. But it didn't Horrible. taste but it didn't taste as good. Oh. Um it was gross and I don't want to get rid of it cuz I feel bad, but it is foul and I don't know what to do with it. Cuz I'm like Couldn't I'm you not use it in like baking or something. It would ruin anything you put it in. Well, then I don't think you need to hang on to it, Maureen. I can't get rid of it. It's five pounds of bag of loose milk. That would be fun to drop down your garbage chute. I mean, I listen because we live high up. and went, So you have to imagine that if you don't live in New York, our garbage chutes are literally these big channels that just run down the whole length of the building. And you can chuck stuff in there and then you hear it falling. Many, many, many stories. Yeah. It's like, whoosh. And I'm always, I read a terrible story the other day, Dan, about a woman who was murdered in, my, in Manhattan. And they said, oh, she died because she fell down the trash chute. You can't Ooh. fall. Like, it's borderline impossible to get. Like, they're way up on the wall and they're small. Yeah. Seems like they would be designed specifically to not oh, yeah, allow for accidental fall. It's not low and it's not big. Yeah. So it's higher. Like, it's it's more like head. It's like eye or chest height and it's small so you have to pound the bag in there like they were like well that's just hyped and so Brit, there's always someone in our home like trying to get the trash to get in there and we just kind of elbow it in and um i live in fear of something kind of falling down there yeah the wrong thing it's just like a nightmare machine a little bit um but uh i could drop the milk down there and think of the big poof explosion that would happen on the bottom what you, is on the bottom of your trash chute of a building your size? What is down there? Some kind of monster that eats garbage, I would assume, that it's looks like, like a, the Jabberwock. Like a, like a Dianoga from Star Wars in it's got the trash 20, compactor thing. It's got 20 eyes and yeah. a billion teeth. I guess there's a trash compactor down there. I don't like really a, know. It must be a giant fucking thing. Or it's just like a receptacle that they just bag because it looks like when it goes out it just goes out in bags because you see it out on the sidewalk but it oh, may be yeah compacted. you do see it out on the sidewalk because it's new york city it's where we put our trash dan yeah, it sure is it's just where we put our trash i've told the story of the time that i was staying above you did the back of uh the port authority and was able to watch the trash was able to measure the length of the trash bag pile by the buses that would drive by and that it was mm -hmm. twice the length of a bus it's one of my favorite New York stories. Dan, New York is a great place. We put our trash on the sidewalk. We're going to elect Andrew Yang. We're going to have a bunch of TikTok influencer houses. Yeah, you know. Uh, one of my favorite pastimes is uh, watching New Yorkers get super butthurt about things when people say they're not the best at it. Like there's been a whole Twitter kerfuffle because the New York Times posted an article saying that L.A. has better bagels than New York. It's fun. I, I, I love watching it. I don't care. Well, I, get, I think there is some stuff I would be bothered by. That one vaguely bothers me because it is absolutely not true. Like maybe there is one place in L.A. that makes 
apparently the best it's, bagels, it's but like it one, is, it is one yeah, place. but there's no way like on, you know, you're going to end up with like a spelt and sprout bagel most places in LA that you get a bagel from. Honestly, I live near one of the famous bagel places. Yeah. So the our local bagel place turns out to be the number, it's like one of the very top bagel places in America yeah. is just our local. And those bagels are the size of Frisbee's. And they are fresh. And when you go in, when you used to go in, I think I have stepped in yeah. this year with my mask on to pick up a food item and run out. Like you're like, hey, can I have a food? And then you take the food and you yeah. run out the door. Um, but when you actually get to go in, just the hot, we have hot bagel baking cooking smell. We have two, they're both bagel bakeries in there. And boy, oh boy. When you guys get to come to New York again, I'll I'll show you around. We'll go on a Maureen tour. I'll lead it. you around. We'll all we'll have the Says Who Maureen New York tour. I'll tell you where to get pizza. I'll tell you where to get a piece of pizza. The slices are this big. I like it. That's, that's about big. two. That's about that was big. It's a place called Comet. It's up near Columbia, where I went to un, where I went to university, and it's um, the pies themselves are about I don't know three and a half feet across. Yeah, it's absurd. That sounds great. But yeah, I like I've that. when you get a single like you the box you get a single piece in is like the box a whole pie comes that's in in other places. It's nuts. I don't know why it's like that, but you can go there and basically one slice of pizza is like a whole pizza. There is a uh, back on the bagel topic briefly. There is a New York writer used to grow up around here, and in fact, turns out we knew each other in high school. I think he's a few years younger than me. We were all both in the sort of the punk scene of 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 this area. Um, Jason Diamond, and mm -hmm. he uh, just wrote a book called The Sprawl, which is about suburbia, and uh, did a bunch of press, and one of them was with the local Chicago area press, where he talked about like his favorite places in the Chicago suburbs, both kind of gone and uh, and current. And he mentioned a place that I had forgotten about, but from my childhood, and also, I guess, from his childhood, uh, a bagel... Bagel and Jewish food restaurant that was circus themed, and it was called Barnum and Bagel. And it had—I I, remember—as soon as he mentioned, it, I was like, "Holy shit!" It was like all inside was like painted like a big top. It was—I believe the sign had like an elephant balancing on a little ball. Probably it was a bagel. Now that I think about it, but um, man, Barnum and Bagel. There's so many I loved it because they had a Qbert machine. Oh, there's so many places I want to go and eat, Dan. Miss Lily's on 7th Street, which is uh, the best. Uh, it's Jamaican. It's uh, so good. Um, best banana pudding you'll eat in your life. Uh, a Moroccan place on St. Mark's. Uh, a Criff dog. They have a great veggie dog there. Just, mm. Dan, it's going to be great to sit there. Just go in a coffee place and sit and open my computer or notebook and just yeah for an hour, just for an hour. <laughs> I'm not sure why that inflection was what it was, but I like it. I I have been watching hey, um, just for an hour, just for an hour. I'm a little. I've been watching. You know, I I I stare at Facebook with a beady eye. I study uh -oh. it like a document. And somebody I saw on Facebook who goes out to eat at restaurants a lot has suddenly gone quiet on Facebook when yeah. they normally post a lot. And I 
the last post is about them eating out at a Uh-oh. restaurant. And I'm a little bit like, Whoa. that was it for them. I don't know, but it's very unlike them not to post for weeks on end. They post every day and they s- abruptly stopped posting. I'm just well, saying. Hope it was a good meal. I don't know. if I hope they're okay. Honestly, I'm really, I'm a little bit worried. Can I tell you a good Facebook story? There are no good Facebook stories. There are. Okay. So in the says who Facebook, which is a little nugget of goodness, uh, Janice actually was like, oh my God, you have to tell Maureen about this. So there is a, um, there's a preschool teacher in the Facebook group who, um, this is a quote, Maureen mentioning how she hired a person to help her. This was on this week's town watch where you mm-hmm. were talking about the CIA affiliated guy oh, right. that hung shelves for you. Well, he hasn't been in since this started. Like that was a long time yeah. ago. Anyway, she said, Maureen mentioning how she hired a person to help her gave me the idea to pay an out-of-work friend to sit online all day and find me a vaccine appointment while I'm at work. Fuck yeah. They said, it worked. Yes. She got a vax appointment by paying a friend of hers who needed money to just keep refreshing that shit until one came up. We are paying our neighbors who are out of work to babysit uh, Dexy for a couple hours couple afternoons a week so that is something we have done um nice that's a great system like if you can and then you know someone who's out of work or stuck at home without any kind you know helping each other out that way if, if possible if it's a yeah. possibility is a great thing to do it and is. i think it'll be a big part of the yang economy here <laughs> well we're all i assume that when andrew yang is is president as i was about to say we'll all be writing like um uh, penny farthings, like the bicycles with the big wheel in the front. Oh, I think um, it's going to be all segways. No, they're going to be um, electric penny farthings. <laughs> uh, I like it. Because it's going to be a combination of modern technology with hipster styling. <laughs> Not like No it. word of a lie. There's a guy I constantly see near this one dog park I go to who who goes around the area of that park in the East Village on a unicycle while wearing a frock coat and a top hat. Sure. Sure. He's out there a lot. He's out there. He is out there. He is uh, different from the guy who rides around on his bicycle, who has an entire stereo system on the back, and he often blasts Journey, like the greatest hits of Journey, but you can get all kinds of different stuff. You You never know exactly what you're getting. So... Whenever I see people ride around with music blaring, I'm always a little jealous. Oh, there are some people living their best life in the East Village. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of living your best life. Okay. Says who is made possible by you. You. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get this again in a very special episode that is just for our five and $10 backers. And if you are a $10 backer, you are in the Says Who sticker club. And let me tell you, if you were charged on March 1st, the March sticker is making its way to me right now. And, and it's really it good. is good. something special. Dan makes these good, st- like he's really good at. I'm really excited about this one. This is for folks charged March 1st, signing up right now does not get you that one, but it gets you ready for the next one because it's every month. 
So, and the every month they are good. So if you miss one, don't worry, get on that train for the next one because it choo choos itself off. Choo choo. Every month, says Who Sticker Club. I just got a text from Janice saying that the whole Walgreens site is down again. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. Fine. Imagine if Trump was doing this. No. It would not only would the sites be down, but like the entire internet would go down. I'm not doing it, Dan. You can't make me. Patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can send an email. That's an old timey way to do it. At hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook. Share your vaccine photos on Facebook because. Man, we like to look at those at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run discord, are you raising your hand, Maureen? I, I'm raising my hand. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Yes, Maureen? I cannot recommend the discord enough. Having been on it the other day, um, yeah. it's great. It's so well run. It's such a nice group of people. It looks like they're on there chatting all day long. There's the screaming channel on there. And I'm going to be doing a uh, says who Discord channel only book event for the Box in the Woods. Yeah, you um, are. Where I'll be answering questions and talking to you guys about it. Um, so if you've wanted to do like a book club before and you've never done it, like it's really cool. And they're super, super nice people. So if they you're are. like, I need some people to chat with who are cool, this Discord is great. They are at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Spread the word, subscribe and leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, March 17th for our next episode. From. Sorry, I just looked at March 17th and realized that would we would officially be. Past the one year indoors bend yeah, at that you, point. And I just had a little moment. You did get like a like a thousand yard stare there for a second. I just had a little moment there. It's like, did something just happen to Dan? <laughs> From my basement in Chicago. I don't think Dan's okay. <laughs> uh, no one's okay. I am Dan Sinker. And I, coming to you from New Yang, York. <laughs> I don't know if it's New Yang. I like New Yang York. New Yang York. It's fun to say. Look, at this point, I will definitely take Andrew Yang over what we've got. <laughs> oh, famous last words. Dan, what are we going to do here? I don't know what we're doing here either. <laughs> say your name. It sounded so desperate the way you said that. That's because I said it on an inhale. All right. Here again. Say your name. Okay. Maureen. <laughs> Johnson. Wow. Yeah. This has been <laughs> says who? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, was, that was something. Huh? Always something, Dan. It is. It is. It is.